Hello. That was to you, Simon. Oh, have we started? <laughs> oh, it's just because you, you started on your phone and you just randomly said hello. Hi. Well, this has gone well. That's great. We've got off to a cracking start. Vintage podcasting. <laughs> I was saying hello. Oh, hi. Hi. <laughs> it's Sunday um, and I'm all right, thank you very much, but Simon Baker... Um, you were doing the get-out, weren't you, from Bath Theatre Royal, and you came in at four o'clock this morning. I did go and over... Well, I say oversee. That's a grand title. I turned up and watched um, to see how the get-out you was going to go. You didn't watch? I know, I did. Obviously, I, I did, you know, I got... You can't just sit in the stalls and no, watch so a get-out. No, so hang on. So you didn't oversee and you didn't watch. You did the load-out. Yeah, I don't think I was very good at it. I think I'm out of practice. <laughs> I think everybody's being, just being very kind. Um, yeah, no, we, we uh, loaded out the show. The show came down at 9.30. And I'm sure people know, but then everything, we tour everything ourselves. So then it all goes, the whole show, the set, costumes, props, sound, lighting, video, everything then gets packed away into a selection of light cases and then fits on two 40-foot trailers and then is driven up to Manchester today along with everybody else. And then on Monday morning... Um, we put everything back into home Manchester. It's a nutty thing to do, isn't it? I was watching it last night thinking how crazy it is that you sort of... And, and of course, we, we're not the only show doing that last night. Every touring show in the country will be going through exactly the same process of taking everything down, loading everything out and, you know, driving it round the country. I was thinking about that when you were, when you were talking about it and I... I thought, isn't it amazing that there's enough trucks to move all the theatre shows? Because everybody moves on the same night. Everybody moves on a Saturday night. It's not like some people are moving on a Tuesday. Yeah, I mean, there used to be trucks. Obviously, trucks are always a problem. They're, they're, during my time at Autograph, we used to find, because we used to do so many touring shows, there'd be sort oh, wait of... Wait a minute. Nobody will know what Autograph is. Autograph was, or it was, is... Uh, one of the sound design and rental companies in London that I used to work for a um, long time ago. But there was always a, a weekend where you just run out of crew and trucks where every show, because not every show moves every week because some shows sit down for six weeks or two weeks. or yeah. But there's, there's kind of certain crunch points during the year where you literally just run out of trucks and just run out of crew to run those loadouts. Well, I was thinking that. I was thinking of, we're either incredibly well organised or sort of continue to be lucky that there hasn't been a week when we can't get a truck yeah i think it's a mixture of both i think but the, the trucks thing is always a surprise to me like how many are there but when you see a paul matthews trailer on the motorway or a luckings trailer or stage freight that's what they're doing they're they're dragging people's scenery and sound and lighting equipment <laughs> well listen i'm going to talk to you more about your get out but well done and thank you and it, you know it's been a whopper week hasn't it since we last did a podcast we have continued to rehearse the show, opened the show to press, got some reviews, carried on doing the show, said goodbye to the creative team who left. I went in and I couldn't stay away, so I was in on Friday and Saturday and you were in on Saturday as well. And yeah. I think done Reece, our first I think, loadout. Yeah, I think Reese was in on Saturday as well. Yeah, watching the that's show. true. Reese from producing was in. Was there. Um... Yeah, done the first loadout. And then, the, so the anxiety bit now is, um, will it get into Manchester in time? Because come Tuesday night, again, crazy thing about theatre, 
Tuesday night at 7.30, we've promised everybody in Manchester we'll do our production of Bluebeard, which is, I guess, what will happen. Somehow. I'm going to do a Piers Morgan, I bet you a thousand pounds. What, that we don't make it? <laughs> We're going to make it. Of all the gambles we take, this is not a big one. We're going to make it. We're in, we're in good shape. We're in really good shape. And everybody's been amazing. I want to go back over the week a bit because what an amazing team we've got on this show. I think I'm feeling... Um, I'm feeling all sorts of things because it's such a massive thing to do to put on a show, particularly when it's your own company and when it's a show that you've written and for you, a show that you've been part of from the minute it started. It's so huge, isn't it? It's a little bit like a slow car crash. No matter what the reviews are, it's not really about that. It's about saying that something's done, you know, sort of doing that big push. And I, after press night on, was it Thursday? Mm. I went and laid in bed, didn't I, on Friday morning, which yeah. I never do. Yeah. And so I kept coming in to check that I was okay and I, I was awake. I was just looking at the ceiling. It's like I've been so stimulated for so long, I just wanted to do nothing for a while. Think nothing, feel nothing. Too much feeling. And in fact, you've been telling me that for years. <laughs> <laughs> What's with all the emotions? <laughs> Stop it. Yeah. But I feel a bit sad. One of the things I wanted to say today was I feel a little bit sad that... On press nights, um, it's always a big, heady mix, of course, of press, but you don't really see or hear from them. They, I certainly don't see them. They don't stay. They don't, um, you know, they're not friends, but you also fill it with your friends and your family and your colleagues. So it's a, it's a really big night. It's a little bit like getting married because there's so many people that you want to talk to. But also you're vulnerable because you don't know whether your show's a hit or a success and there's all sorts of things. But anyway, we've all been to many of these before, but... At several of these events, there might be a speech and somebody might say, thank you. Now, I never do this. I always think all of us know each other well enough and know what it means. You don't need to do a big public display. But I did quite fancy doing a speech this time and had sort of got myself revved up to do it. But then the reality was I just was talked to one night. I couldn't, I couldn't, there was no space and, and it didn't happen. So... I want to do a little bit of my speech now, please. Very good. Well, I'm looking forward to this. <laughs> I wanted to say... I really wanted to say thank you to my team because, you know, I think it's... I've said it a few times now, but Bluebeard was really born out of quite a depth of despair creatively for me. Is I, I wasn't sure that I could keep fighting in, in the new post-pandemic culture wars world you know I, I was wondering if my story was over and Bluebeard the, the desire to do Bluebeard was absolutely born out of that moment in my life and I think I thought it might be my last show still might be you never know but with that in mind I put together a team and there's quite a lot of context around this because it's also me thinking about how to make a company like Wise Children last, sustain and last. And I felt like I had to make sure that at its heart were people that really understood and were part of the journey. So the company is really extraordinary. There are two people in this company that I've worked with for over 30 years, Tristan Sturrock and Stu Barker, who I met in 1994 down in Cornwall, which is sort of quite 
extraordinary. Um, I've also got Patricia Kulyavska, who I started working with on Don John 15 years ago. Katie Owen, who I think I started working with about 13 years ago. Mirabel Grimaud, who did the first Wise Children show five years ago. Steffi Hockley, who joined the company with Mallory Towers and then is, um, was also in Wuthering Heights and has come through. And then two new performers, Robin Sinclair and Adam Mursky. And how amazing to have that deep squad of people that know you, support you, trust you, challenge you, as well as some of the freshest, most beautiful catalysts ever. And that was mirrored in the production team as well with you, you know, my closest collaborator by my side. Vicky Mortimer, who I've known even longer. We met in the early 90s, me and Vicky. Um, Etta Murphy, my partner in physical and naughty crime. Um, and Malcolm Ripith. So a real old school creative team with a company so full of history and shared experience. And there's a theme in um, Bluebeard about whether it's safe to walk home and whether it's possible to walk each other home. And I suppose what I really wanted to say in that speech is I feel that you amazing people have walked me home and have walked me back to theatre over this production. Oh. Well, that's lovely, isn't it? Just made myself cry. Made yourself cry. (laughs) Oh, Em. But I suppose that there is a lot of emotion, you know, and... But avoid that, Emma. I think what I'm trying to say is actually that there was a lot of strategy in this show because it was a little bit make or break. At the moment, every show is make or break. It's a ridiculous industry to be in. It's so hard on the heart and soul is that it has to matter. Of course it has to be successful in order to pay the bills, but it has to matter. And there was a lot of strategic thought that went into what would be the most robust, beautiful, joyful, soulful company that I could put together, and it couldn't have worked better. And of course this um, fantasy speech is turning into one of those wedding speeches that goes on forever and ever, because I can't talk about the actors and the creatives without talking about the amazing team support team that strategically and practically and spiritually make this whole thing happen over such a long period of time you know there's poppy who's amazing producing brain has managed to allow me to create bluebeard really slowly over such a long time giving me the chance to really grow the ideas so without Poppy, none of this would have been possible. And then there's Monica and Reese, my producing team, who have made sure that everything's there, every person, every prop, um, all the things that you don't even think of are there on time. And then there's the office team. And even in that, there's Steph Curtis, who I've been working with for 15 years, probably longer, 20 years since Brief Encounter, and all the brilliant fundraisers, financiers, administrators that are working with, with me. And of course, I have to say thank you to Laura and Tom, my directing team, who will make sure that this show opens every night, even if somebody is sick. Oh, I'm touching wood now that nobody will be. But you know, it's a big operation, Wise Children. They've got amazing production management, stage management, sound, wardrobe, lighting, video, riggers, makers, suppliers, trucking companies, and then 
really long-term collaborators like Steve Tanner, our photographer, and Ian Ross, my musical supervisor, and, and all the TLC Lucky Chance teams and the school teams. It's a big operation and every cog matters, and I'm massively grateful for all of them. I hope they will listen to this. I'm sure they will. <laughs> That's the speech <laughs> I would have made. <laughs> oh, it would have been a lovely speech. If I hadn't been drinking Prosecco all it's, night. It's funny because I, I know that you, you probably... I didn't even um, think that you might have wanted to, actually, because you never want to. Had I been serious, I would have said something, wouldn't I, and made it happen. But, you know, it's, it's funny. I don't like the... the demonstration of those species you know I feel like I don't need to demonstrate friendships I feel that they're demonstrated a little bit like Valentine's Day do you know what I mean I feel like love is actually demonstrated on a daily basis and actually I think gratitude and respect are demonstrated on a daily basis and that you don't really need speeches to to sort of display that but but it has been important to me this one and I'll make sure that everybody Everybody does know what I feel, for goodness sake. I'm an open <laughs> open wound <laughs> most of the time, aren't I? And the chat online, I know you don't look at social media at all. Um, and I, I mean, I only, you know, I, I scroll through stuff that mentions us. Um, it's really good. I mean, it's kind of amazing. So the kind of community online are, are very moved by it, very powerful. Um and it's really hitting a lot of different audiences. So the schools groups are just absorbed in it completely. I mean, what a brilliant night out if you're doing your GCSE or A-levels or whatever it is. Um, an amazing people, amazing thing to come and watch at that age with, to see that sort of level of theatre. And then, you know, our older audiences are, as we say, sat in the stores, moved to tears, don't really want to leave for quite a while. I mean, it takes 10, 15 minutes for people to decide they, they're kind of ready enough to, to go back out into <laughs> the world. some more play-out music. I don't... I, <laughs> well, I thought about that, but I don't think that's what it's... I don't think that's what's needed. I think it kind of needs a moment of silence. It needs a bit of space. I think it, I think it does need a bit of space. Well, I, I, th- I feel so genuinely excited about this being the beginning of, you know, whatever journey this show goes on, it's going to be fab. So next week... Yeah. Manchester, and I've got something I'm very scared about next week. <laughs> what are you doing? What are you doing next week in Manchester? I'm on front row on Valentine's Day. Oh my god! Is it? <laughs> you, you phrase that like front row is going to be about Valentine's Day. <laughs> it just happens <laughs> well, to be on February the fourteenth. Um, um, but anyway, so you do front row. Uh, is it? Is it live or is it pre Yeah, live uh, in the Salford studio. So I'll be up there with the show and then I'll go across to the Salford studio. How exciting. Well, I know, but you know I often speak nonsense when I'm nervous. <laughs> so I'm just worried about what's going to come out of my mouth. I think it'll be fine. Who, who Do you know who you're on with? Do no, you know any, got no, any no, detail? No. no details. But anyway, listen in and listen for any gaffes that I might make. So front row, Radio 4. Yeah. Valentine's Day. Yeah. Talking about Bluebeard. Well, I hope it's about Bluebeard, because oh if it's about God. anything else, there's, yeah. there's nothing in my heart and soul at all at the moment, apart from Bluebeard. Well, so if they've got so. the wrong Emma Rice, it's that Emma Rice that does the wine tasting courses. <laughs> I could probably do quite a good stab at one of them. You know, there was an article in the Daily Mail quite a while ago, um, and it, it was about Emma, it was about you, but I had completely the wrong picture. It was about the Emma Rice that does the... 
Oh, yes, there's a pit. That was who it was, the woman with the wine glass. Yeah. But when I first, when the internet first started, there was a porn star called Emma Rice. I, I didn't mind that. I thought oh, that was wow. quite a good. Very good. So I've gone from porn to wine. Excellent. So front row. Well, that's going to be exciting. It is. And it'll be exciting to get out of the West Country. We've been sat in the West Country for a long time, long which time, has been yeah. fabulous to be home. But yeah. I, I always love, as you know, an adventure. So I'm looking forward to There's that. There's a lot of advanced chat from the Manchester crowd about how excited... We get a lot of people saying, can't wait to this. We've booked our tickets. We're in next week. There's a lot of that going oh, on for Manchester. Yes, yes, yes. So it's going to be good. And you need to get some Sunday. I do. We're going to finish this and get this out. Well, I thought I thought it'd be good to do what, this because that means we've kind of completed Bluebeard for a little while. We've done four. Oh, yeah, fair good. play. What, you mean we don't, people might not want to listen to us tripling on about every touring venue? Possibly not. I don't, probably not. I mean, I think I think maybe once we get to London, we should do something ah, when we yeah. get when we get to back because then we'll we'll, yeah, yeah. we'll have some stories from the tour. Yeah, and then we'll all be back together in in London in Battersea. Love it. And it's been a while all since right. we've been there. Thanks everybody for listening. It's actually been lovely doing these Sunday chats. It's been very good. So, thanks, dear listener, and we'll see you in Battersea or we'll talk to you in Battersea. We'll see you soon.